0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is one of my favorite times of the week. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday with Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University, presented, of course, by DraftKings. Tomorrow, we'll have a new Spread the Word winner, a new Sponsor Confirmation email winner, and a new YouTube Shoutout winner YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, by the way. Love, love, love giving out these winners. I love doing the cameo style video, whether you guys hire me to do it or I do it because you're the YouTube shout-out winner. And I love giving you guys these press passes. There are so many off- – if you're an Eagles fan, you've got to get one of these Eagles season passes. Just looks awesome. Uh, so many cool ones to give out. The Army, Navy. Can't wait to see who the winners are this week. At Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod, or any of our sponsors, like Keeps. Love me some Keeps. Man, there's a lot to get to. Love this time of year. It is crunch time, and it is Greg Cosell time. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. He is the man that you follow on social media, at Greg Cosell. You always have to watch NFL matchup show every weekend, as I like to say, the show that the pros watch. And I don't know, Greg, I don't know. I, I don't want to take all the credit. I'm definitely <laughs> taking some. Was I getting you on my old radio show? Was that like your first weekly? Oh, God. I, no, probably not. Because
1: I remember starting back in – with ron jaworski actually a long time ago so it probably wasn't the first but you know i'm getting old ross so i'm losing track of when i actually started doing that kind of stuff you know i remember being asked the first time to do radio and and uh, that i remember and that was probably i know donovan McNabb was the quarterback for the eagles at the time so that i do remember
0: yeah well we've done been doing a weekly i don't know we've been what doing kind? weekly since 2011. oh it's a, i oh. started before that yes on the radio. So 10 yeah. years. Um yeah. All right. So there's a bunch of big matchups to get into. But with the Urban Meyer news coming down late last night that they're firing him. I guess my question is, what have you seen recently from Trevor Lawrence? Because obviously, you know, he's number one pick. People th- thought, you know, everybody talked so highly of him. And he's going to have a new coach. And I'm sure... Priority one for Shad Khan is going to be getting a coach that can maximize Trevor Lawrence. So what have you seen from Lawrence this year, in particular the last few games?
1: Well, number one, I think people need to stop saying things like generational talent when they talk about players. Uh, Until you play in the NFL, you're a prospect. And that takes nothing away from Trevor Lawrence. It's just the reality of life. Um, I think Lawrence has been very up and down this year, uh, but there's reasons for that. Uh, one of the things that has always stood out to me about this offense, it, and and again, I'm not there at the meetings, Ross, so I don't know how it's put in, how it's game plan, you know, what he's asked to do, but you rarely see him get easy throws. Everything looks hard, and one thing you really want to do with a young quarterback, scheme-wise, is just give him easy throws, I remember talking to Phil Sims years ago, and he would say to me, for a quarterback, the number one thing early in a game is just get him completions because there's nothing worse than starting a game and being one for five. He says you want to start a game with completions, even if they're three yards. You want to give him easy throws. You don't see that. Uh, The offensive line has not been very good at all in pass protection. That has stood out all season long, and that's been a problem. Uh, But one other very quick story. Dick Vermeule used to come into uh, our matchup room often when Ron Jaworski was on the show for years and years. And Dick Vermeule made a point that I've never forgotten, Ross. He said, when you draft a quarterback, number one, he said, the entire building, the entire organization, starting with the receptionist, Everything must be geared to making that guy an all-pro, a pro ball player. Everything. That is the function of your organization when you draft a quarterback number one. Not talking about, well, he's a piece of a team. All Everything you do must be geared to making that guy an all-pro uh, type player. And if you're not doing that, Dick
0: Vermeil said you're doing it wrong. Wow. Interesting. Really Interesting. All right, so that's kind of what I thought you would say about Lawrence. It's been a little disappointing, but I'm not breaking down the tape to see what's really going on. I mean, they've had the same old line there for years. It's a great See, I think that's the most fascinating thing.
1: I would say the right tackle, Taylor, who was a first-round pick, and I'm sure you remember him coming out of college, Ross, I don't think he's had a very good season in pass protection. I think he's had issues pretty much
0: weekly in one-on-one pass protection. Let's get to some of these games, starting with tonight. It is the Chiefs and the Chargers. We know the Chargers won't have Rashawn Slater. I don't think the Chiefs are going to have Chris Jones. They're both on the COVID list, which is a theme this week. Yeah, unfortunately. But what will you be looking at in this Chiefs-Chargers matchup, Greg? Well, I don't think the Chiefs are
1: going to have Willie Gay either from what I read. And and obviously, Chris Jones and Willie Gay are two key parts of their defense. I think the storyline over the last six games and the six-game winning streak for the Chiefs has been their defense. I mean, everybody, of course, wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes every week, and that's fine. He's a quarterback and a great one. But I think the Chiefs' defense has been phenomenal. One of the things that has stood out on tape is Spagnolo has really featured Cover 2 as a foundational coverage. Now, Cover 2 has always been part of what they have done under uh, Spagnolo, but over the last six games, they have played the highest percentage of Cover 2 of any team in the league. Now, the thing that's so interesting about it is the way they get to it. It's a lot of disguise, a lot of late movement. They don't show it before the snap of the ball. You know, they ask and demand that quarterbacks – think and decipher after the snap of the ball so they're trying to slow down the decision process for the quarterback at the same time that the speed of the play is increasing and that can be difficult for quarterbacks
0: and you will see that in this game all right i got to ask you this man the first five six seven weeks of the season the chiefs were the worst defense in the nfl
1: Yes, they were terrible. I, I won't be able to answer this one, Ross. I'll tell you that. I can't the tell you why. Weeks, I can only tell you what the film they've shows. They've been
0: arguably the best defense. How do yeah. you go from the worst <laughs> to the best? And, Greg, it felt like they flipped the switch.
1: Well, as the as the Eagles, the band, not the team, once said, I can't tell you why. I, I I can just tell you what the film shows. I don't know the reasons. Um you know, the other thing that has stood out, which did not happen early in the season, and this now gets down to individual play, is their defensive linemen are winning one-on-one matchups in, in in pass rush. And that did not happen early in the season. They moved Chris Jones, and we said he likely won't go tonight, but they moved Chris Jones back inside where he's clearly a better pass rusher. So that has been a big factor. Um Willie Gay may not go tonight as well, and he has been a big factor. He was hurt earlier in the season, but he is an explosive moving athlete at linebacker. He's become a big factor. So, you know, individuals have played better as well, and, you know, that can take time over the course of a season.
0: Let's get to Saturday, two juicy games. I'll be in Cleveland where the Browns host the Raiders. Still keep my fingers crossed they play the game with all of the Browns players being placed On the COVID list, you know, we really don't know, Greg, who is going to be playing for the Browns. Um, I guess your thoughts on this game, what that means for the Browns, or maybe you want to go with the Raiders because the only time the Raiders scored was when they got 20 pass interference penalties against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They can't score.
1: No, here's where I'll go with that. Assuming, because they're not on the COVID list as we speak today, assuming Garrett and Clowney play and their D-line is is intact, I think that is a really difficult matchup for the Raiders. I think the Raiders' tackles – have not played particularly well in pass protection that particularly the right side of their offensive line parker at right tackle leatherwood at right guard they have really struggled in pass protection um, and i think that's an area that will be problematic you know no quarterback likes pressure some quarterbacks are better handling muddied and noisy pockets than others Derek carr is not one of those quarterbacks when the pocket gets muddied and noisy he's not very good and that's been a problem so they have struggled to move the ball and carr at his core is a has always been a little bit of a cautious, risk averse quarterback. So what happens, Ross, is when he feels pressure, wh- whether it's real or perceived, he's going to throw the ball short. So they don't really have right now any kind of consistent intermediate or vertical pass game. So th- their offense has really been very, very condensed, and they have had no consistency running the football.
0: Interesting. Okay. The other Saturday game, Greg. That's a good one. Oh man. I'm gonna be listening on my drive back home after, you know, from Cleveland. It's the Patriots at the Colts, just a gigantic game for both of these teams. And you're gonna say something fascinates you or intrigues you. I don't know what it is, but what is it? Well, number one i think mac jones will throw more than three passes in this
1: game that that, i don't think that's profound but i think that'll be the case um but here's the way i think about this what do we know about bill belichick he's more than likely to prevent jonathan taylor from being a sustaining factor now hey if you're a fantasy owner maybe taylor breaks off a 50-yarder and you get and you get the yards and the points But I'd be hard-pressed to believe, Ross, that Taylor will be a sustaining factor, meaning he's going to get five, six, seven yards every time he touches the ball. So I think that, to me, first down – we always talk about third down being the money down, the possession down being critical. I really believe for the Colts, first down is really critical, and it can't just be Jonathan Taylor. I think they're going to have to – Throw the ball with a combination of quick game throws that define things for Carson Wentz immediately and a few play action shots using Taylor. Uh, But I think first down will be absolutely critical for the Colts. I don't believe they can expect to win this game getting to third down and having to convert against arguably the best secondary in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I'll add to that, by the way. I saw quotes earlier this week from Bobby Okariki saying, we got to come downhill. We can't let them run on us. We got to stuff them. Mark it down, Greg. Some early play action pass yep. from New England. Belichick reads that stuff. Yeah, he, th- That's exactly why you're not allowed to say things like that. Right, right. When you play <laughs> for the Patriots. Right. Because he knows what that means. He knows – linebackers be coming downhill they'll probably have the extra guy in the box early down play action pass mark it down mac jones gonna have a big night that's how it works when you make comments like that (laughs) um you know it's interesting though you say that because the next game i want to ask you about is tennessee and pittsburgh and Belichick let the Titans have sustaining runs. They ran for like two hundred seventy yards, and they I guess they big, broke a couple of big ones. They had
1: a couple of big runs. They they, they yeah. weren't sustaining runs. They had a couple of big runs. Talk to
0: me about the Titans and the Steelers.
1: Yeah, well, the Titans' offense right now is 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 a difficult offense because. They they generate no explosive plays in the passing game, especially to wide receivers. This was the second game in the last seven or eight games where their longest pass play was to a tight end on kind of a flat pass or a screen pass. So they really have almost no intermediate passing game right now. It's very condensed schematically. Uh, So. Uh, their, their offensive line has not been particularly good in one-on-one pass protection. So this is a a very limited offense right now, and they've been able to win games given the nature of their opponents. Um, you know, without their offense having to be a big factor in the game. Uh, we'll see. The the Steelers' offense is is another issue as well. They're, they're another team that doesn't really have an intermediate passing game. It's quick game with Big Ben. Or vertical shots outside the numbers. And if they hit a few of the vertical shots, they make some big plays. If they don't, you see Big Ben with a lot of completions, but for not many yards. And and they want to run the ball with Najee Harris, and he's a grinder. He's not going to provide explosive plays. He's, he's a sustaining grinder. He's a four or five yard back. That's what he is. So, they struggle as well to really sustain consistent offense. And one thing about the Titans, their
0: defense has played very well. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, this is a big game for both those teams. We got a lot of games that feel like really critical games. We're going to be saying that now for the next month, Ross, because there's something like 25
1: teams that are within one game of a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, no, there's no question. Um, We've got uh, Washington-Philadelphia. I don't know much there is to say about Philadelphia, considering they're coming off a bye. And well, Washington's another team that's just riddled by COVID right now, yep. including their whole D-line. Now, we'll see what happens Sunday, how many of them can play. But, Greg, it's not good if you've got like seven D-linemen out going against this Eagles rushing attack. Although the Eagles,
1: keep in mind, Jalen Hurts may not go either. So that's going to be decided. He's... He's got a high ankle sprain. They usually take time. Uh, I know that he did not really take part yesterday in practice, so he may not go. It could be Minshew again. And granted, their run game was still very good with Minshew, but it's a different run game. You do not have to worry about the quarterback being a factor in the run game. So, uh, But now their pass game becomes a little more rhythmic when you, if Minshew is the quarterback. So... To me, what Washington will do offensively, Ross, is this will be an Antonio Gibson game. They really want him to be the foundation. Um, and I think that they feel that they execute their offense best as a whole when Gibson can get 20-plus carries.
0: That makes sense. By the way, I was thinking about you on Sunday when the Bills were playing the Bucks and no. Josh Allen was going crazy. Like, you're exactly right, Greg. The Bills are a good team when Josh Allen's incredible, but when he's not, they're not. They're, they're totally you, – you said this for months now. I've been now. saying this, yeah, yeah. Well, the tape tells you that. I mean, I, look,
1: I can't speak to ph- philosophy, what they think in the building. I can only tell you what the film shows, and here's what the film shows. The film shows that their offensive line is not a good pass-protecting O-line. The film shows that they do not run the ball, and when they run it, they're not really good at it. So what have they – What seems to be the result of that, Ross, is that everything is Josh Allen all the time. You can't play like that and be consistent. And look, we saw him get hurt early in the fourth quarter and he fought through it. I mean, it was an unbelievable warrior performance by Josh Allen. And while I don't get into refs' calls, if, if by chance that penalty was called on Diggs late in the game, they likely win that game in regulation. And all we'd be talking about this, w- this week was the unbelievable second-half performance by Josh Allen. And by the way, it still was an unbelievable second-half performance by Josh Allen, even though they lost. But that's too hard. don't I mean, you know, you played. You can't ask your quarterback to do that every play, every quarter, every game, every week. You can't play like that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what was mind-boggling, Greg. They gave him like 10 to 12 design quarterback runs against the Bucks after they didn't have him do it once against the Patriots Monday night when it was all windy.
1: I know. And, and uh, their first handoff to a running back came on the first play of their second possession of the third quarter. Third quarter. Think about that, Ross.
0: Yeah, I... I've never seen anything like it. Let's get to Bengals Broncos. Here's another matchup of yep. potential playoff teams. What do you got on Bengals Broncos? Yes. Yeah, I thought Joe Burrow was really, really good. Another game where
1: they lost. So people are not talking about it, but I thought Burrow was really dialed in. I thought he played at a really high level. Um, They have a lot of skill position players that are really good. This is a really interesting matchup against the defensive savant, Vic Fangio, who is so good with the use of his safeties. And you can make the argument that Justin Simmons is one of the two or three best safeties in this league. And the way Vic Fangio uses his safety, shows things, moves them, disguises, I'm going to be fascinated because one thing about Burrow, and I think this is a positive overall, but Burrow is very aggressive. And at times, he's a little reckless and undisciplined. I think he will channel that as he gains more experience. It seems like he's been in the NFL for 10 years. People forget he's a second-year player who missed the last part of his rookie season. So he'll channel that as he plays more. But my guess is, and you know how this works, Ross, having played, my guess is in the defensive back meeting room this week for the Broncos, the coaches are telling them, hey, he's going to throw us a couple. Let's just make sure we catch them. Because they're going to show him some things with l- disguise and late movement that he may not have seen quite the way the Broncos will show him.
0: That and don't let Jamar Chase get behind you. Are yeah, well, that, that's that
1: a given. Well, it'll be interesting because Patrick's are tan. They don't use – Sertan is a matchup corner, or they haven't up to this point. He plays the left side, so we'll see how, if that
0: changes. But he's had a very good season for a rookie corner. All right, Greg, last one. We don't know if Lamar Jackson will play or not for the Ravens against the Packers. But last week, you know, you had a very interesting stat about Lamar Jackson against the blitz: nine point four. I got to ask you, how much of that do you feel like is on Lamar? how much of it is on the scheme They they have not been able to solve the blitz. No. And I'm just wondering when you watch, I know I hear Dan Orlovsky say they're not giving him good answers. I don't know what that means. That sometimes I see a shallow cross to Hollywood Brown. He doesn't throw it. Like seems to me like that's where he, but I'm not, I'm not the pass game stuff is not my strength. So what are you seeing from the Ravens? Well, by the way, the Ravens are not the first team in the NFL to be blitzed Ross. So,
1: there, There's always answers. Um, I, I think it, it's when a team struggles against blitz, it's a combination of things. Uh, obviously, that number is very bad for Lamar. There are times it's his fault. There are times it's the protection's fault. There are times receivers are unaware that they have to adjust their routes. So it's always a number of variables. It's not one thing. Um, but... The bottom line is, is there's always answers and there's always ways you can deal with blitz. Uh, so, uh, I, I you know, I don't know how they're coached or how they're taught. That's what I don't know. But they're going to have to figure this out because otherwise they're going to keep getting blitzed. And the answer is not just, let's say, to throw fade balls or throw it long. Just throw it up and hope your receivers get it. That's not the answer. So, um, you know, they like to play out of empty. When when you go in empty, you're, you're inviting pressure, and you have to know that. And when you invite pressure, you have to know what the answer to that pressure is before you even get to the game. You can't be surprised by the fact that, oh, we're getting pressure because we're in empty sets. So, again, that comes down to how they teach it and what happens during the week in their game plan meetings.
0: Check him out on social media, at Greg Cosell. He is absolutely The man with the plan. Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. And thank you so much, Keeps. Gosh. I mean, look, I'm on TV a decent amount of the time or even just doing this show on YouTube. I like that I have some hair. I like that I don't have a totally bald head. My head is so big, I don't think it would look great bald. I got to be honest with you. Thank goodness that a couple doctor friends I know – told me early on about the two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and thank goodness Keeps now offers both. I've been taking them before Keeps even existed as a company, but now I don't have to go to the doctor and get a prescription. I don't have to go to the drugstore to pick it up. I get it all sent to me. Treatment started just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging if you care about that, but the proven results is the thing. It's the convenient virtual doctor consultation. All I can tell you is, if you're not sure whether or not you should start taking Keeps, you should. That should be their motto. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com slash Ross to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Ross to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Ross.
2: Takes. Good morning, Ross. Let's start with the news out of Jacksonville. You and Greg obviously talked about it. Shad Khan fires Urban Meyer after just 13 games, and this comes after kicker Josh Lambeau revealed in an interview with the Tampa Bay Times that Meyer kicked him in the leg during the preseason.
0: I don't think Khan had a choice at this point. With everything else that had gone on, the latest reports about him calling his coaches losers and all that stuff, to now have somebody on the record, An active player on the record saying, this guy kicked me and said, hey, dip, whatever, make your bleeping kicks. And he said back to him, don't ever kick me again. And the coach said, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. Reportedly again. But this is a guy going on the record, putting his name by it. So it was not going to work out in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, he was not going to be able to get that turned around. It had gone too far. I've never heard of an NFL coach kicking or hitting a player in any way. And I don't know that Urban Meyer ever gets another coaching job again. And I think Shad Khan probably fired him with cause and should have and should not pay him another dime. And I'm sure Urban Meyer will fight it, but man, you don't come back on the team plane as the head coach and then your video doing what he was doing, and then you kick a player. I mean, if that's not being able to – if kicking an active player on your team did not allow you to fire a coach with cause, I don't know what does. Ducks takes.
2: Unfortunately, it's been another busy day on the COVID list. Browns added safety John Johnson and D-tackle Malik McDowell. Washington placed D-tackle Matt Ioannidis on the list, and both teams now have 18 total players on the COVID list, while the Rams have 16.
0: You know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the Browns would do if a bunch more guys test positive today. I don't know what the Browns or the NFL will do. I'm kind of holding my breath a little bit since I've been prepping to call that game on Saturday. Let's hope nobody does or it's only like one person and that they've stemmed the title a little bit. But John Johnson's their starting safety Malik McDowell starting defensive tackle. They are down a lot of guys. I think I saw where Washington has either 42 or 43 players on the active roster right now. So they'll have to move a bunch of guys up from practice squad. Ionitis, another D lineman. That's a huge hit for their D line. You have to imagine the Eagles will just try to wear that D line down, whoever ends up being available to play. It's really, really unfortunate. Really unfortunate that we are still in this situation. It sounds like the NFL and the NFLPA are talking about maybe even letting asymptomatic vaccinated guys still play, even though they tested positive because there's no evidence of transmission on the field. So stay tuned. It's going to be a busy 48 hours. Tux
2: On to the transaction front. Panthers designated quarterback Sam Darnold for return. So he is now practicing. Ravens, Josh Johnson off of the Jets practice squad for Lamar Jackson Insurance. Dolphins signed Damon Arnett and appears Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins out for the remainder of the season with a knee injury.
0: So my question on the Panthers, are they going to start to have like a three-man rotation, three-man weave at quarterback? That'd be funny. The Ravens signing Josh Johnson, probably not great news for Lamar Jackson availability this week. I don't think that they would sign him unless they didn't think Lamar was going to go or that there at least wasn't a pretty decent chance of that. Dolphin signing Arnett, he was a first-round pick last year of the Raiders, but troubled off-the-field young man. And then for DeAndre Hopkins, you know he's having surgery on a torn MCL. He's out six weeks. He might not even make it back for the playoffs. It's really a shame. Cardinals are having a great year, and they might not have J.J. Watt or DeAndre Hopkins. Some people would tell you that this is why you don't take older players. Like, older players are more likely to get hurt.
2: Ducks takes. And finally, we've got a game tonight. Chiefs at the Chargers. Who do you like?
0: Should be a good one. Uh, I am looking forward to it. A couple big COVID lists for both teams with the Chargers not having Slater and the Chiefs not having Chris Jones, as we talked about with Greg. I think it's a true toss-up game right now. I like the way the Chargers have played the last couple games, but I love the way that the Kansas City Chiefs have played defensively. It's hard to go against the Chiefs in this one. I think it's like a field goal game. I'm going to say lower scoring based on the Chiefs' offense having not been great as of late and the Chiefs' defense playing pretty well. No Chris Jones is rough, though. I don't know, man. I'm going back and forth. I'm really – I'll go 24-23 Chiefs. More faith in Mahomes to make the critical play than Herbert late. But honestly, I could just as easy flip this. I do not have a very strong conviction – about this at all i do have a strong conviction about the free fix finder service auto AutoZone, where you can troubleshoot more dashboard lights including your check engine light abs light and service interval light the free fix finder will give you possible solutions for your lights all backed by verified technicians it'll even send you your full results in a detailed fix finder report straight to your email So you'll have all the information you need to take on the fix. And if you need a bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop that you can trust. It is the most complete free warning light report. It's backed by technician verified fixes, and you can only find it at AutoZone. So the next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just
2: you want to do it, Brian? Get in the zone. AutoZone.
0: Yes, Brian, that was awesome. That was awesome. You know what else is awesome? Pizza Boy Brewing, delicious. You know what else is awesome? Sporticulture. awesome gift. Vision Comics with an X, very cool. HumanHeadNYC.com, the Human Head Vinyl Records, awesome gift. SteakHouseSports.com, awesome competition. MyFrontPageStory.com, awesome amazing absolutely amazing holiday gift people are buying that like it's wildfire which makes no sense nobody buys wildfire i don't even know why i just said that maybe i should just tell you that tomorrow i'll make all my picks all the other shows fantasy feast even money college draft business of sports are all already posted check out your boy saturday i'll be calling the browns raiders from a hazmat suit i think we're done here